It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies, current releases, coming attractions, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors beware, as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, hey. Hello, Jim. And whether you're a brother or whether you're a mother, Murray's staying alive, staying alive. It's the Merman. Yo. Hey there, Murray. So, with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on! Whoa! This week on the podcast, we talk about all the horror. We get back to normal, sort of, with one film we saw in theaters. We review the last films from SIF that we missed to talk about on Sunday. Our top five films that we loved at SIF Open Rage not going to be a merman minute this week, but maybe we'll get him to rage. The list, rage or dare, then we sail off into the sunset and enjoy a spooky holiday season. I have no idea what that was. Neither do I. It's spooky time. That wasn't spooky. spooky. It's time for spooky. All the horror festival. Yes. And scaresthatcare.org. Yes. These are two amazing things that are happening right now, everywhere on Twitter. So check out all the horror 18 at Twitter and on Instagram. Check out all the horror18.wixsite.com to see all the podcasts that are being released every day. And there's new stuff going there every day. So check it out. Scaresthatcare.org is an amazing charity that all of the sales from the merch from all the horror will be going to so either donate money or buy some merch because it's pretty damn cool yeah the merch is awesome yeah, and if and if you really don't want to buy it on now at the end of it all there's going to be all the podcasters that are going to be listed on the new merch after the festival's over cool but just keep buying stuff because they need it now we're just going to do a quick Commercial for our buddies at You Didn't Let Me Finish or at YDMF Podcast on Twitter. You Didn't Let Me Finish is a weekly true crime podcast with a difference, co-hosted by me, former BBC News crime correspondent and author Ben Ando. And me, journalist Victoria Mitzi. Fred and Ms. Victoria and I saw lockdown as an excuse to exploit our at times grim specialism and have, due to popular demand, continued on all the big platforms where you usually get your podcasts. Oh, and free murder tips included. Catch us on Twitter at YDLMF Podcast. New episodes every Tuesday night. Now, back to the show. Wow, and that's All us. Right Back to the show. What did we see in theater? Other than Sif stuff. Yes, we snuck off on Sunday afternoon to take in a non-Sif movie that almost apparently could have been a Sif movie, but... It got released before, you know, the festival even yeah, started. Yeah, it's kind of like, so. well, we can't play it if it's already playing. All right. So its name was The Last Shift. Uh, yeah. The story of Stanley in his last few days working for a fast food restaurant. The performances fool you into thinking this is a better movie than it is. 
Richard Jenkins is very good as always. However, he was given very little to work with here. It's always nice to see Ed O'Neill on the big screen, and I know little about Shane Paul McGee, but he was able to hang with the rest of the cast here. He seems like a solid actor. I enjoyed all of this, but I loved none of it, except perhaps the ending. The movie truly did have a perfect conclusion, but that's not enough to get it beyond a meh. Oh, well said. Merge, you want to go next? Because I think you've seen this too. You go ahead. You sure? Tell me what you think. All right. Richard Jenkins is awesome. Sure is. In everything he does. This Ah. film is no exception. Yep. He... uh, Hmm. (laughs) You sure you don't want to go before me, Mer? Is that because you got nothing to say? I got lots to say always. Well, go ahead. Okay. Say it. Uh, Has some great dramatic scenes between Shane Paul McGee, I think may be his pronunciation of his name. That's what I said. And Richard Jenkins uh, were quite great actors and deserve big props. And I am excited to see what Shane Paul McGee does next. Wow, that's kind of what I was saying. Yeah. This tale takes a familiar journey of a man ready to retire after 38 years working in a fast food establishment. Both the main characters had lots of learnings in becoming the men they want or were meant to be. Liked the film a lot, but they didn't love it. Ending was expected, but still enjoyable. Gets a life is shitty, but then you find joy. Meh. Favorite really? line? Yeah. Okay, go, go ahead. Favorite line? Yep. There's indoor cats and outdoor cats. You're an outdoor cat. That was a good line. Yeah. And I like this movie. It, it, it's it got a good warm feeling to it. You say the ending was expected, though? Yeah, I kind of expected that. Really? Because it didn't have like a cutesy I don't want to say too much about it. Well, I'm just saying it didn't have a cutesy ending that you would expect. No, I, but it, I was expecting that Richard Jenkins' character was going to have to do what he had to do. I had no really? doubt about that. Huh. Dude, I'm going to be 38 years in my job next year, and I got to find another job, too. So it's pretty it's pretty Fair expected. Enough. Fair enough. It, it didn't surprise me one bit. And now what we've been waiting for. Yeah. What did the merman think? Well, I had an opportunity to screen this as a previewer for yeah. the festival. Out of the 106 movies that I had to watch, this is easily one of my top five. Very cool. And I was fully expecting it with Richard Jenkins in it to be picked for the festival. Yeah. But turns out they already had a distribution deal, so they didn't really need to do the festival yeah. scene. Yeah. That happens. That happens a lot. Uh, no, I thought both characters had good chemistry. I, there was a lot. Absolutely. There was some laughs. There was some serious moments. Uh, I believe his, his his boss, that large black woman, she was very funny. She yeah, was, she, she was, was a, actually. She, actually yeah, she yeah. was good in it, too. She yeah. kind of stole yeah, the movie, Yeah, all the characters were and great. Really, much as I love Ed O'Neill, he did nothing in this movie. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah, I, 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 like I, I just like seeing him on the big screen. Yeah. I mean, I will get... They're re-releasing everything in the theaters now. Re-release Dutch. I want to go back and watch Dutch again so I can see Ed O'Neill on the big screen. Are you screen. sure you want to go back and see Dutch? America's going Dutch. <laughs> yeah, no, I enjoyed the movie. I, I gave it a five out of five when I yeah, reviewed Mondo. it. And it's Mondo for me. I mean, it's good. Yeah, it's Absolutely. predictable, but not. I mean, there was some things I didn't think were going to happen. And I like st- you said, Richard Jenkins can do no, no wrong. So I, I totally agree with that. And I would just like to say... If everybody feels like Jim did, and like the ending was like a cookie cutter, yeah, it felt that way to me. 
I I could totally predict that was going to happen. You could not predict that that oh, was going to happen. Oh, dude, I completely predicted. We're talking about the bus, right? Well, uh, whatever. That's not the real ending. That's the ending. Whatever. You uh, knew they were going to have to bump in. Like, no, I don't want to tell too much about the okay, ending. Whatever. But no. the ending to me was not super big surprise. I was like, no. they're going to meet up somewhere. It's just going to happen. If it's somebody just, it's sees this, tell Jim that he's wrong if you no. see him on the street. Well, go ahead. I'm saying for me, it wasn't a surprise. It wasn't like a, wasn't a, like a, we talked whatever a few episodes ago. I'm about just, M. Night Shyamalan. It wasn't an M. Night Shyamalan surprise to me. It was kind of like, okay. Oh, M. Night Shyamalan surprises aren't surprises anymore. Yeah, it takes and, a lot to surprise me, I can tell you that. he does horror thrillers, not comedies. So. That's also true. Com- right. Comedies are supposed to be predictable. That's what I like about them. That's good. Hey, I'm not judging anybody's love of this movie. I'm just saying it's pretty good. That's what I'm saying, too. I just disagree with your ending comment. <laughs> I just Maybe I'm just smarter and can see things. Marie actually knew it was going to happen, too. And maybe I'm Apparently. amazed at the way you love me all the time. Maybe I'm amazed and by the right, something, right. something. Enough of the crappy Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. Yeah, we should be talking about Eddie Van right now. Yeah, well. Yes, we, we should. We are not a music show, are we? No, no it's true. we're not. But that's sad. He's, in, he's played in a couple movies. Yeah. Maybe as himself. Oh. <sighs> That's Sif music. That it is Sif music. music. You know what time it is? Is that not what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, man. I know. There you go. We are going to talk about some Sif. But first... It's overtime, Sif. It's overtime. So, yeah, we did not get to see or talk about three movies that we still saw after we stopped talking on Sunday. So we are going to talk about I Am Greta, which is a documentary that follows teen climate... Did I say team? Teen. Teen climate activist Greta Thunberg and her international crusade to get people to listen to scientists about the world's environmental problems. And it's directed by Nathan Grossman and it's written by a few people. And it really stars Greta Thunberg and her dad. Yep. That's about it. I mean, there's people in it. But again, I want to slam IMDb on this because it's called I Am Greta. And the first name that's on it is Antonio Guerreras. Yeah, whatever. Who the hell's that? Exactly. He's not Greta. He's not Greta Thunberg, who's actually the star of this documentary. Well, yes, the doc did exactly what it said. It introduced us to who Greta Thunberg is. I have such a big heart for this amazing young person. This fox goes a good job. Why did I even say that? I've seen. <laughs> This is what Spellcheck does on your on your writing stuff. This lady does a great job. That's what old age does. Greta is in fact human. So it's it's funny because you know they did put scenes in this. Maybe I'll talk a little bit about that later. But yeah, Greta is actually a human being that has feelings and emotions that people. And she's not a fox. Why am I saying? I'm a say, human being. I'm a human being, not a fox. Not an animal. Uh, and she's just a young teenager with fears and loneliness, and allows you to see her vulnerability. Some people want to think she is a pawn in the media, then so that it isn't. What's happening? Like she is not. I don't. I didn't get this movie and say think she was a pawn. I think she was. No. No. It was. It's really her. She's. Yeah. She's somewhat driving this bus. 
And I don't think she's ever going to quit her fight. Like, she talks about a little bit that she's not, you know, she's kind of oh, getting tired her of Her convictions being... was shown rather well oh, in this movie yeah, over and over again. Um, I almost got the impression at times that she thought it should all be fixed right now. And she's kind of disappointed. It's, it's really kind of showed, um, yeah, that she should think that, you know, how come science isn't helping her back this? Right? <laughs> right. The other thing is, you know, one of the things I wish that the doc would have done, yeah. because she did talk about it, but it didn't get into the movie, was the science that she was bringing forward. Well, uh, to be honest, and they were, they were kind of calling her on it, too. Is it, uh, you well, know. people were saying that because, yeah. they, you know, the people, the naysayers yeah. are basically going. Where's the science? Yeah, where's the science or what is this or what is that? And then they just, you know, kind of just like all people that don't believe with somebody, instead of actually talking about facts, they're basically just trying to make her seem like, you know, they're saying all these derogatory things about her because she's a 16 year old girl who's who's concerned about her future. This gets uh, kick some dicks, Greta. Hi, meh. I hope you never quit. Favorite sentence. Humans are pack animals. In a pack, everyone has different roles. We are dependent on each other to survive. If you see a threat, it's your responsibility to sound the alarm. And I feel that this is somehow my responsibility. That's a comment by Greta as she's taking the subway. Mm-hmm. Cool. Hi, man. Yeah. Couldn't mondo it, though. Nah. So, yeah, what do you think about the fox? Well, <laughs> so let's talk about IMDb first. The stars, Antonio Guterres, but second billing goes to Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> How could you not mention that? I was hoping you would mention that. <laughs> I just didn't want to say his name aloud. And then we get Greta Thunberg. Anyways, uh, I knew, honestly, I knew next to nothing about Greta going into this. I, of course, have seen the clips of her various speeches to the UN. Uh, pretty cool the conviction she has when it comes to her principles. She would, she will literally suffer for them as proven by her sailboat trip across the Atlantic. Yeah. I like the fact that this doc showed Greta in her more immature moments as well. Yeah. You know, she can be a whiny teenager just like the rest. She can cry. She can cry and have a little, you know, mini tantrum. Um, but unlike the majority, she has taken action to do what she can to achieve what she knows is to be right. Much respect for her, but as a film, this was a man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't say enough. You know, it's kind of like um, the Leonardo DiCaprio movie that he made not that long ago where he was trying to find the climate action. People call, gave him so much negative press, especially in our province in particular, because guess what? They didn't even see the doc. Yeah. They just heard some of the things that were being said. He cut he the whole message of that movie, not that it's really comparable, but the same thing with this. People, before you criticize her, get to know her and why she's doing what she's doing. It doesn't matter that she has Asperger's. No. So what? She that means she's even more laser focused in parts that the rest of us aren't. Exactly. And they sh people should be listening to her because if a 16-year-old girl can't sleep at night because she's worried about what the fuck our future's gonna be, we should all be in that same boat. We can only live behind the curtain so long. And then it's like, guess what? These caps are melting people at a huge rate. Yep. So there's science going on here, people. Uh, go Greta. Absolutely. Go Greta. All right. From there, we move on to conductivity. 
We follow three aspiring conductors as they go to conductor school in Finland. Wow. Didn't this spell yes? Uh, so I, <laughs> I, I fell asleep the first time I tried to watch this last Sunday night. So I tempted it again on Tuesday morning and I managed to make it all the way through. Woo! I thought this would be more interesting than it was. It had its moments, but it was a little repetitious. This was not bad, but if this movie was a conductor, I would probably be about a half beat off tempo. Oh, snap. This was meh. Just solid in the middle meh? Just a middle meh. Good talk about conducting school and three talented and passionate young musicians. After just seeing Greta Doc, though, I was feeling a little less inspired by seeing Conductor School. <laughs> right? Like I literally watched Greta first, and I'm like, I'm powered up. I wanna, I wanna sell my car and buy a. You don't want to be a conductor after watching. I this? wanna just not have a car, and I wanna do all the things I need to. Yeah, so I was feel, just feeling a little less this inspired about being, you know, wow, this conducting is fantastic. You don't want to conduct an orchestra now? No, I, no, I do All not. Right. And I'm also not a teenage kid that's in music school. So interesting to see about conducting. They weren't, they weren't teenagers. They were in their 20s. I don't know. They're maybe univers- young university students. I know one something. of them is like 24 or something. 24? Like, yeah. God, he should be a conductor already. How yeah. long does it take you to be Well, they've been, they have been conducting, but now they're going to the, like, the best conducting school in the world. It didn't seem like they were doing that great a job. Anyway, <laughs> it's interesting to see about conducting, but ultimately just a meh for me too. Eh, I mean, it was interesting. No, it wasn't really. No, eh, it was. I think it was well done about what they were doing, but I, I really did I, like, I would never... It brought me into a world that I'd never been in before. Right. I guess that, well, that's not necessarily true. I mean, I've been in, I've been been in orchestras before. And you're a musician, so you're... Yeah, okay. You, you, you've been in that world. The, the fact... You would I me, choose to you see this... convinced. This sucked. Yeah. <laughs> is that our rage now? Nah, it's still, still a man. Murray, did you happen to... Is this one of the ones that you screened? <laughs> he doesn't even know what we're talking about. He doesn't about. even know. He's like, I see Taiwan, Finland, and France. I don't see America anywhere in there. So, no, I didn't, oh. I didn't screen it. There was no, a lot of no. English in it. They were all trying to have common language. It also wasn't a, well, I don't know, was it a documentary or was it? It was, it was a documentary. A doc. So, yeah, I wouldn't have screened it. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. And I would have it. also fallen asleep in the middle of it. Mm. All right, from there we go to The Reckoning. And I'm yeah. kind of sad that you're going you're gonna to talk about this first but go ahead oh uh, you can talk about it first I don't care. you're go so ahead. excited nah, i'm not excited evelyn yes a young widow haunted by the recent suicide of her husband joseph was her name evelyn maybe <laughs> i don't even remember but okay no sure. it doesn't matter i just that, that's after a while that's a weird seems... is that a common 1600s name though evelyn I don't sure. know. Maybe. I don't. I have no idea what people call. Is Joseph a common name in sixteen? I didn't live yes. in the sixteen. I thought like Evelyn and let's came along. You know, about the same time that like Shaniqua came along. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the Shaniqua is maybe five thousand years old in Africa. I don't know. All right. I mean, these are names. <laughs> Why is this a thing? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where was I? Oh, suicide of her husband, Joseph, is falsely accused of being a witch by her landlord after she rejects his advances. And it's directed by Neil Marshall, and it's written by Edward Ever Swindle, Charlotte Kirk, and stars 
Charlotte Kirk, Sean Perwe, and Joe Anderson. What did you think of the movie? I don't know. I don't know why you said... Did you spend this much time with the intro because you've got nothing to say about this? No, I have lots to say. Well, then go ahead. Why did you spend 20 minutes telling me, (laughs) basically reading off the IMDb page? So that people can know what they're going to get. Okay, what did you think? I kind of now want to hear what you have to say first just, now. No, just, okay. He's, he's going into a rage. I this, like it. This was bad. I don't understand how our heroine can escape a burning building and continue to have perfect makeup. Then she's repeatedly tortured, yet her makeup looks as though she's ready for the cover of Vogue. This was so very bad. Director Neil Marshall had shown such promise early on with Dog Soldiers, The Descent, and Doomsday. Yeah, Descent was awesome. I know. But as of late, he seems to be regressing as his version of Hellboy really should have been better than it was. That was rage, dude. And and this movie, The Reckoning, is pure trash. This was a rage. Go ahead and say what you're going to say. Wow. I love that you went first. Music score, I felt, was very overdramatic for this film. Like it was like everything yeah, was, it was like... Yeah, it was very overly dramatic because there was no drama exactly, in this Exactly. They were trying to bring the drama. Acting was a little unnatural and forced through the beginning. You think? Yes, I do. Flashbacks, multiple times, became annoying. (laughs) You ain't just a whistling Dixie. (laughs) Well, they got annoying well up until, you know, it started to become a nightmare disease infested decaying face. Then it got a little more interesting. There's a couple things were interesting. I'm sure you're going to go over them. Maybe not. Very predictable and not a lot of intrigue as I was hoping for like i'm like it's just something's going to happen here almost felt like it was a parody of a witchcraft story i don't know did maybe, you did maybe you maybe that's what it was that maybe, was that its intention i don't know i kind of that's what i felt i felt like they're trying to be a witch story but they're not doing a good job so it's almost comedic Jeez. i was laughing at parts but i don't think i was supposed to be i wasn't i was just like oh. it even had like an igor character who kept popping up every now and then. He was kind of like, oh, I brought you some bread. And then he, then someone comes, he screws. It was like every time they saw him down in the dungeon, it was kind of like, hey, secret, secret, secret. Here's something. Ha, ha, ha. And then, and then <laughs> someone's coming down the stairs and he crawls off into the corners like, dude, they can totally see you. It's it a dungeon. It was kind of odd. Yeah. It was weird. It was <laughs> Every time I saw him on the screen, I started laughing. I was like, okay, this had to have been intentionally funny. Because, and every time he popped in, it was just—it was just more funny. I don't think it was. I don't think they were trying to be intentionally funny with him. It ended. You're giving them too much credit. Yeah, I don't know. I, there was. I was. I was laughing a lot at it. Yeah. Not with it. Uh. Ended like a plot from a TV witch series. Mm. It was almost like this was like the p- pilot of the show. It was kind of like, okay, now that she can escape dungeons and shit. We're going to see everything she's going to do. We're going to... Now, on Fox. Because now Fox is in my mind, remember, from earlier? Yeah, it's it's like, now on Fox, you're going to hear The Reckoning, the new TV series. (laughs) I was expecting... Yes. There was going to be a lot of kicking ass and punching dicks. Yeah, there wasn't. And there wasn't nearly enough of that. Although, there was some at the end. Was there? Gets a life is unfair, and then you escape rage. (laughs) There you go. Favorite line. Yes. They usually give up by now. Yeah, it was a good line. 
And the, that was a pretty amazing torture device. Murray. That torture device. Couldn't be physically possible. No, it could be physically possible, but it was. She wouldn't She wouldn't have been walking and killing people after it. Like, you would after that, that, she'd be in. You'd like, think there'd have to be some recovery time. And in the 1600s, she would have died from septic yeah, disease, some, like, some, minutes after that happened. Murray, okay, just imagine. Uh, imagine the size of a baby. No, he didn't. But imagine seeing a baby. Like the size of a baby, and then the baby's head kind of opens like this, like this claw. They put this inside her, and then they opened up the claw. And we're supposed to believe after that she was okay. She just, you know, found her way out and kicked some ass with that. She couldn't lift her leg above her head. Yeah. After going through that torture device, that these are the things oh. <laughs> of multiple things. Oh, there's what just, made me there's angry. So about much this wrong movie. with this movie. Yeah. It's a hard rage. It sure Marie, is. I know you like witch movies. Please don't see this movie. Uh, it was on our list uh, to watch last week, and then we just ran out of time, and I had to go back to work. So. Well, you can say thank you, yeah. work, exactly. for not letting me see this. I may have enjoyed it, but not with you two guys. I don't think you would have liked this one. <laughs> so before yeah. we move on, I am just going to run through other movies I saw as part of SIF. Sounds good. And that uh, everybody else may not have seen. Um, so it's just going to be real quick, rapid fire style. Chang Feng Town. This Chinese drama was Mondo. Chuck Lavelle, Tree Man. This decent enough doc about a keyboardist who also plants trees. That sounds awesome. It was a high man. Okay. Uh, from there we go to Eddie's Kingdom. Crazy true story about Eddie Haymore who wanted to build an amusement park on an island near Kelowna. A lot going on in this dock with kidnappings, letter bombs, incarcerations in mental hospitals, uh, plans to bomb the provincial legislature, hostage taking in Lebanon, and a Supreme Court uh, case in British Columbia. Hard to believe after the description that this was only a meh. Hmm. Forbidden, yeah. forbidden real important story of Afghanistan's filmmakers who risk everything to preserve their cinematic history from extremists wanting to destroy their films. This was Mondo. There's no place, any place. Sorry, I messed that up. There's no place like Fox. this. There's no place like this place, any place. Story of a city block in Toronto and the store Ooh. Honest Eds that resided there for nearly seven decades. What? Honest Eds and others become a casualty to gentrification projects. Uh, this was a meh. Ah. Uh, like the man. Yeah. Uh, the Wallace and the Whistleblower. Interesting talk about a man and the lengths he would go for the love of a walrus. This was meh as well. Hmm. Uh, Stray. Can you finish strong here? Stray. Turkish gem that follows stray dogs in Istanbul, where laws prevent euthanization or capturing these homeless canines. This was Mondo. It was a meh for me. It was Mondo. Meh. It was Mondo. Meh. Did you see it, Mer? No. Okay. It looked stupid. It looked mad to you, too, I bet. Is that it? Is that, that all we got? That's it. It was excellent. That is fabulous. So, now... That comes the best part of it. We're going to talk about our top five films from SIF. And one runner-up. Unless Bryce breaks the rules again and goes 27 runner-ups. I am breaking the rules. Of course he is. Because he sees 50 films every year. Yeah, but still, 
I could have put 20 extra follow-ups, but I'm I picking did, I one. I didn't count it up, but I think after all the stuff we did after, I think I did see more than... I did see... 60, 60 maybe. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah. And yet, you're asked to do five and one runner-up. Yeah, five. Okay, let me just count on here. Is it one, two, three, four, five, six? Seven. I got nine runner-ups up, but I'm just going to list them. Because I think people should see these movies. You're awful. They can go to our website and where they're all rated. Yeah. Film but, Rage. But they might not listen. YYC.com. They might not listen. We got like 47 episodes during. They just got to go down and see what they're all rated because they're going to be on there. Anything that's a Mondo, they should see. I'm still going to list them off. Yeah, well, you're a dick. You can't stop me. You're a fox. I am or a fox. Or you can. He just puts you out of the mix. I can stop you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I'm going first, am I? Yep. Do your runner-ups first. Calgary International Film Festival top five favorite films. But first are my runner-ups. <laughs> Runners-up. Uh, we'll call them my honorable mentions. Uh, Stray. Rage. I mean, For- man. Forbidden Real. Chang Fang Town. Merry Go Round. Mondo. My Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell It To. Mondo. My Punch Drunk Boxer. Mondo. The Oak Room. Meh. The Human Factor. Mondo. And Brandon Cronenberg's Possessor. Mondo. And now my top five Mondo movies of the Calgary International Film Festival that are as follows. Number five, The Wolves or El Diablo. Heartbreaking tale of starting over with nothing from Mexico. El Diablo? Sure, yeah. it wasn't Los Lobos. Los Lobos. That's Dia- that's completely different. Diablo means devil. I yeah. know it does. El Diablo. I'm like, when did we see a movie about devils uh, from Mexico? My Spanish is rusty. <laughs> Fox. Uh, no bueno. The wolves. No, no, no bueno. Or Los Lobos, as it's supposed to be. So the wolves or Los take, Lobos. Take two. Heartbreaking tale of starting over with nothing from Mexico. All right, number four. Cala Azar. Grit, gritty brilliance like nothing you have ever seen from Greece. Mm, I've seen a lot of good gritty ones, and that wasn't on oh, my list was at all. So good. That'd be on my bottom it's list. So so it's good. It was rage Oh, it's so good. Uh, number three, the Truffle Hunters, Italian documentary that is guaranteed to put a smile on your face. It was a mondo. It was a mondo. These were all mondos. Mm, no, especially Cala Azar. No, that's rage. <laughs> Number two, father, not the father. Oh. Father, powerful Serbian film about sacrifices a father makes for his family. So, so good. Yeah. And number one, if you listen to me talk about it, it's no surprise. The trifecta of the festival, people. How Get did you ready. know this was my number one? Because it's not on any of your lists, and that's all you fucking talked about pretty much the whole time. You got it, mister. Last and first men. Meh. Uh, Icelandic masterpiece that is a unique and mesmerizing look at the future of humankind. Love, love, love this movie. Can't stop thinking about it. I need, think I need to own it. You should buy it. I think you I will should. buy it. Yeah. And then I will just say, it's a man. No, what you should do, you should buy it and then uh, frame the CD cover, put it up on your wall, and turn on your stereo. Yeah. It's the same movie. Yeah, it's the same movie. That is not true. Yes, it is. At all. It's the first trifecta ever, so it's awesome, no matter what it is. I love The last, first film race first trifecta man. ever. I couldn't be happier by how we all felt about this movie. I got, <laughs> I got two words for you. Mm-hmm. Meh and rage. Los Lobos. 
<laughs> you didn't fucks. They, didn't they do La Bamba? Yeah, something like that. They, they did a fu- couple they of did things. A cover, yeah, they did a bunch of covers because yeah. they did like the whole whole soundtrack for La Bamba's. La Bamba's La starring. Ba- La Bamba's? <laughs> exactly. How's that? La Bamba Starring Bamba. Lou Diamond Phillips. So what does it have to do with Wolves? Or as my brother calls him, Diamond Joe Phillips because he can't Diamond get his name Joe right. Diamond Joe Phillips. I guess I'm up then. Am I? Wait, hold here? on. Turn it up. Turn it down there for a second. Turn it down? Yeah, put me up here. Hold on. It's Los Lobos. It is Los Lobos. All right. Let's not get sued. Yeah, really. I don't think we're going to get sued for one five-second clip. If one of our other podcasters can use a copyrighted game yep. show theme song, I, we can play 10 seconds of that. Yeah. yeah, well, but you're trying to be on YouTube, and they really frown upon that stuff. Yeah. yeah they do. Los Lobos will come back and go, thanks for giving us a prop, because they're awesome. <laughs> YouTube will not. And Richie Valens is dead, so... Yeah, that too. What? Just saying, well, he can't sue us. He's dead. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. There <laughs> you go. He's not going to sue us. That's right. a good point, Murph. That uh, should be your Murph. Richie Valens and Big Bopper and Big Buddy Bob's Holly. Right. Man, I wish they wouldn't have gone on that the, helicopter. The day the music died. No yeah. kidding. Why did they get on that freaking... Why do we all believe the same thing about history? This is crazy. Actually, it's I don't another remember. Was it a plane? No, none, none it must have been a plane. I think it was, it a, was plane. a plane. It was I don't a helicopter. <laughs> I'm batting You're a thousand like, today. Los Lobos. Los Lobos. It was a plane in the middle of winter. Yeah. I am, At least, anyway. I am so smart. <laughs> Me dumb. SMRT. Six, All right. 60 films at cuff or cuff. Fucked up your brain. <laughs> you don't even know. Your stop brain. talking, Bryce. <laughs> Murray. All that, all that, I need to stop. Murray, just take him down all in the All that mix. crap you watched fried your brain. Exactly. Now, Murray, well, what was your top hits? Mine is very short because I saw 13 films and I hated pretty much all of them. Ouch. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, luckily, I'd seen 106 already, so that qualifies. <laughs> yeah, I've seen more than you. There you Feel go. The rage. Bitch. I will start with my number one. Your fave uh, was? What I was looking for. Yep. Was Eat Wheaties. Sweet. Cool. Because it was exactly the kind of movie that I would have picked, and it's the kind of movie I would have gone to. Yeah. It was a lot of it fun. It was a good movie. I just wish I had seen it in the theater. Yeah, me I too. I enjoyed it more. Had a great all-star B-list cast, anchored by... A, Visible Elizabeth Banks, who may or may not know the main character. Yeah, but yeah, it was funny. It was you got to see your Facebook page. It was awesome. Uh, Perfect. Number two, mm-hmm. I guess would have to be Jimmy Carter, Rock and Roll President. Cool. Rock not, and Roll. Not fond of documentaries, but considering the times we live in now, it was a welcome relief to see a president who actually gave a crap Flying about fart. the country that he runs. So, yeah, and he knew a lot of famous uh, rock stars, which was fun to see. And I saw a picture recently. He's like 96 or something, and he's still, still building, rocks houses, out. Still building houses. So I'm rocking out. Take that, Donald Trump. Um, Donald Trump's golfing and pretending he has COVID. I yeah, think. and giving COVID to everybody he knows. Uh, I guess I can put violation. For some reason, I gave violation a five out of five. I don't know why. Because, because it was great. It was very disturbing. Yes. I love the violence part, but it was very It was disturbing. a mondo. There was a little too much gratuitous nudity and not, not and not the good it. and not the good kind. It was meh. It was fantastic. Everybody and should see it. My last one, which is going to disappoint you two, probably. Uh, my sound year, I actually quite enjoyed. It was a meh. Scorpion Weaver was awesome. Margaret Qualley, who you may have known from two other things that I liked her in, 
One was uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. Is the Charlie Charlie Manson uh, follower that Brad Pitt picks up. Yep. And she was also uh, in um, The Nice Guys with two of my favorite actors. There you go. She was good in that too. So I look forward to seeing what she does next. I think most people are. Um, yeah, it was a good heartwarming story. Nothing too, you know, depressing about it. And just, you know, she worked the summer and she got to talk to J.D. Salinger and it was fun. Anyway. And cool. Yeah, and the rest range from a meh to a rage. There you go. That was pretty much it. Well, just so you know, we're not upset that you liked my Salinger year. It was a pretty good movie. I don't know. The way you guys are making fun of it, I figured you would. Uh, we get to make fun of everything. That's, what we're, that's our job. Yeah. Except movies that are Mondo. All right, go. All right, I'm going to go. My top five. But first, I have one runner-up, because that was what we were going to do. But, you know. I also had one runner-up. Plus another ten. So my one runner-up is Brandon Cronenberg's Possessor. That was also my runner-up. One of your multiple runner-ups. Sci-fi horror by Baby Cronenberg. I love this movie. So good. It has a surprise in it at the end, unlike some movies that don't. I did not see what was happening in that coming true. It was a big, big, murderous surprise that was delicious. Just like the late shift. Mm, No. Number five was The Human Factor. The Israeli-Palestinian peace negotiations. I loved this doc. That was the first one we saw. It was. Got, got the festival off to a... Fabulous a, Mondo a start. A Mondo start. It yes. was. Then the my number four. And these are not in specific order, by the Mine way. They're were. just five. I don't do that. They're all fantastic movies. I they all do. deserve credit. Yeah. Well, your top one was terrible. My so, top one was the best number movie four, of the which is not necessarily my fourth favorite, yeah, 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 is the Wolves, aka Los Lobos. Los Lobos. La Bamba. Yeah, by La Bamba. Two kids and a mom in an apartment. This is awesome. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I know. It does, but it's not. Oh, it's so, so fantastic. Number three, Supernova. Mind-blowing real-time dramatic suspense from Poland. I loved every dripping, anticipated love of this film. As did I. I, That was supposed to be on my honorable mention, so we'll we'll add that. Suck it. Suck it, bitch. You already got too many. Supernova. You already got too many on your list. Number two. Yes. Merry-Go-Round. Another Polish film. So good. Polish drama coming of age at age 50. It was awesome. Everything about it was perfect. Can I predict your number one? Yes. I predict that you've had a change of heart and your number one is Last and First Men. No. Oh. Can you guess, Mer? It's a doc. Uh, Which movie made me rage more than anything and yet still loved it? Oh, I know exactly what it is. Your number one movie with a bullet is Assassins. It is Assassins. Wrongful accusations of two innocent young ladies. And this is the basis of my rage for today. So be prepared. It's a doc. And it's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah. Even Murray, I think, would have liked it. I doubt it. And it's a doc. I think you would have liked it, Murray. I think you would have. Is that it? That's it. I only have five. And a runner-up. 
I don't think I should be laughing as I go into my rage. But interesting that Assassins was one of my favorite five of the festival. But and also I, makes you rage. It does make me rage. And the, what's making me rage is the political status of our world these days. This movie really shined a light on how shitty and fucked up governments can be when they just want to get what they want to get. And we've seen this in multiple countries. There was just a clip about Donald Trump, on, well, just about every day in the news. And there was an interview with somebody in Russia that's actually a newscaster. And the newscaster is going on about the fact he finds American politics funny because he's like, hey, first off, they would never have debate because guess what? If there was a debate against Putin anywhere, the next day the guy would be dead. And wasn't that kind of funny? Because Putin actually, or maybe not Putin directly. His people. His people tried to poison, tried to poison another person that was saying bad things about Putin. Yes. Or how about China? And how China doesn't like the fact that Hong Kong has some kind of freedoms of anything. And they're just taking their giant China foot and crushing their necks. This state of the political unrest that we have right now, I only fear is going to get worse. So my rage this week is 100% based on A, terrible, terrible politicians who are above the law. Inclusive of that is our friends from North Korea, who Donald Trump has made friends with, supposedly, and is still testing nuclear weapons. And yet, they... In the dock, whether it's true or not, the truth that shows behind that dock is they were behind the assassination of his brother and his, his half-brother. So, come on, people. Like, how are we letting this shit happen? It's terrible. And you can just go on and on. Every single country these days, it's like politicians are dicks. None of them care about the people that actually they're supposed to be governing. Everybody's just in it for either A, a re-election, re-election or for themselves and and this i think it's it's one of my most popular rages that i'm raging all the time but this documentary after seeing it it made me never ever want to go to north korea in fact at some point i thought i did but now i would never go there and i also will never go to malaysia because the ethics of their government as well is a bunch of shitheads i will go to indonesia and I may go to Vietnam still, but that's it. That's my rage this week. Uh-huh. Quit being fucking assholes. And how about just care about people? All of us. That's it. All I'm, right. I'm done. All right, then. Uh, well, I guess it's time for my rage. My rage this week... is Hocus Pocus from 1993 starring Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Jimmy is the number two movie in North America this week. What is going on? It wasn't that far behind Tenet. And here's a shocker. It's ahead of Possessor. Uncut. Brandon Cronenberg's brand new movie opened, and Hocus Pocus 
starring Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy. It's awesome fun. Three it's reasons two. not to see it. That's three reasons that kids love this movie. It came out 1,421 weeks ago. Sweet. And it's the number two movie in North America. What is going on? I do not understand how this this thing took in $1.93 million and Possessor took in 227000 Because I would not suggest people with children take their kids to Possessor. I would not suggest... Should they see Tenant? No. Tenant? They, sh- they should rent Hocus Pocus for 99 cents somewhere. And not go see it in the theater. This is ridiculous. Your your rage is almost counterintuitive, but keep going. It's not because... Do you want theaters to succeed? Yeah. I want them to succeed, and I want new movies to be put in there. I want people to go see The Last Shift. I want people to go see Possessor. I want them to be on more screens. They're um. not on more screens because we've got Hocus Pocus. And we've got Star Wars Episode Five, <laughs> And we've got, like, what is going on? I realize that you need to fill in movies to, to, to fill, but you don't because I'm looking at what's playing and there's no reason why Possessor isn't playing at every cinema. There's no reason why the new Sofia Coppola movie is not playing at every cinema this week. Why? I, I, I don't understand. I'm just baffled by all of this. Want me to tell you why? Yeah, go ahead. Because I think the movie companies do not want to release new material because they're afraid of it not making its money back. I'm because not ask, I'm not asking them to release new material. I'm asking them to, to the movies that are already playing right. to put them everywhere. Yeah, but people are not going to go see them. That's if they How do they know them. if they don't put them everywhere? They put the biggest, they put the biggest draw How for the summer tenant. How do they, they put know? the largest draw How for do Tenet? They know if they don't put it everywhere. Well, Tenet still has probably barely made its money back now, and it's been playing the whole summer now. Tenet's going to have a tough time making its money back, no matter how many theaters it's playing in, and no matter what time it came out, because they played, they spent eight billion dollars on it or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, it was eight billion, pretty close. I don't know what it was. It was stupid amount. <laughs> yeah, it was it a cost lot. eight billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. So I agree with your rage. Don't, don't get me wrong. Dollars. But I'm actually glad I got to see Hocus Pocus last night at the theater. You didn't go to Hocus Pocus. <laughs> you want a bet? <laughs> you want a bet? I do. <laughs> I'll I show wanna, you the ticket. I I see your I'll ticket. show you the ticket later. I, I want to see, see your ticket stub. I don't believe you. Okay, hold on. But keep raging. I, I like this rage because I'm going to find if my Hocus Pocus If you went to see ticket. Hocus Pocus, yep. I'm going to see that Grandpa movie with Robert You should go see the Grandpa movie. We want to talk least, about at it. At least it's a new release. Yeah. Absolutely. Keep talking, Grandpa. You know what? What's going on with this Grandpa thing? I'm done. All right. Well, I will say a little bit just even though I don't have anything prepared. But it kind of of relates to what you were talking about. Uh, One thing that really upset me this week was... Oh, yeah, baby. Wait, can you pause just for a sec so we can listen to the Merman music? We do like the Merman. <laughs> when, when you told me there was going to be no Merman Minute, well, I don't at have... first I was like, well, that sucks. And then it occurred to me that I wasn't going to get to hear the Merman m- music. Yeah, okay. And I was literally like devastated. Well, oh, my off. God. He's showing me his ticket that for Hocus Pocus. You just made me. <laughs> You're saying you didn't have time to watch some of these other movies, but you went and saw Hocus Pocus. Yes, I did. You made me cry. You are broken. <laughs> you made me cry a little right there. But yeah, uh, rec- recent news is uh, 
Well, two big things that kind of pissed me off this week. One was um, Marvel, sorry, DC pushed back pretty much every single movie they had planned on doing. With the exception of maybe we'll get to see Wonder Woman sometime well, this decade. I think it's next summer now. Let's but everything else got pushed back up to two years. What, even the Scarlett Johansson thing? Oh, yeah. That, that's still I don't know about that. That might be it. That's Marvel, though, that's not Marvel. DC. But oh, it's sorry, DC. I, I'm talking okay. about... Um, I don't know the difference. I'm talking about the new Batman. Yeah. Talking about the Flash movie they were supposed to do. Yeah. Shazam 2. Shazam! And I can't remember what the other ones were, but Stuff. they were all DC related. Yeah. And they've all been pushed back by one to two years. Mind you, in the case of the Batman, yeah, their star got COVID. But I mean, <laughs> that's kind of hard not to. Donald stop. Trump can recover in three days. How long could it take Robert? Okay, Pattinson? let's not get into the discussion whether he even had COVID or not. Oh, I guarantee he was lying. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, the other thing was one of the biggest movie chains in the UK has closed down. Oh, they've closed all their theaters. They aren't even trying to release the movies. Yeah. And they're basically... That's a huge... They're, they're pinning thing. it all on the James Bond movie. Not that I would see it anyway, but there's going to be more movies out there than freaking James Bond that they can put in theaters. There's, what, 12, 15 million people in London that can't find a movie to put in their damn theaters? Anyway. Tenet. That's all I got. And Hocus Pocus. Just pisses me off. Just shut up. <laughs> Hocus Pocus. Hocus you're Pocus. A, you're a wiener. <laughs> All right, I guess we're up to uh, the list then, Amy. We are the Go lists. Ahead. This is my Robert Pattinson Batman impression. Sure. The lists. I forgot all about the lists. I, I know, right? I, I was going to come up with something. I'm going to pick one that Murray's going to be excited about. All right, let's get Murray Probably excited. Probably the most Murray, excited. Murray's just looked angry the that, entire time today. I know. That you guys can reject. I glance uh, I glance hey, over there. Hey. And Murray's just, uh, oh, he's just fuming. I pick I pick the Undoubted based on what I'm reading them first. Mm-hmm. And then what you guys think they'll be second. Absolutely. This one, I am 100% convinced that Murray is going to be in agreement with me. And what? that if anybody blocks this one, it will be Bryce. Which means he will. So we're going to go back to... I'm not going to block anything unless it deserves to be blocked. We're going back to 2013 with the movie Gangster Squad, which was a Mondo. The one with Sean Penn. I'm just saying it's Gangster Squad. Do you know who's in it? I'm trying to remember Gangster Squad. Refresh my memory because I might be thinking of like three different movies. It is, as Murray said, Sean Penn. And Emma Stone. Oh, yeah. It's a Mondo. It was good. Okay, we'll see. It's a Mondo then. Murray, you're still okay? You're on board? Didn't depends make who, you rage? Depends who you're talking about. We're not crazy about... Well, Japan. it's the movie you're judging, not the person. I thought it was the person. I'm no, not, no. I'm you're doubted. judging that the movie has to be a Mondo, not yeah, the person. Yeah. I the never movie. Saw, I never saw it. Cause okay, it's so that's one Sean you haven't Penn seen. Only God Forgives from 2013, which was a meh for me. Yeah, it was meh. Okay, so it's a Mondo and a meh. Then The Big Short, which was a Mondo. Mondo. Yeah, I kind of liked it. La La Land, I did not see, so oh, I cannot okay. rate it. It is a going. it is a mondo. I see where you're going okay, with this. it's a musical mondo. Go 2017 figure. is. Okay, I know who it is now, but Song to Sing, which was a meh. Meh. Don't know that one. Then the Nice Guys, which I think Murray's going to say is a mondo, Absolutely. which I also think is a mondo. I also think it's a mondo. And then I say Blade Runner 2049, which uh, was a mondo. Mondo. And then the last one. 
is First Man, which I have not seen, so I do not know. I started to watch it. I just didn't get First to it. Man. About uh, one of those astronaut dudes. Yeah, no, I one. saw it. But it just has to be a man. And it is a man. I believe he was nominated. Well, then, it's when I get to see First Man and La La Land, then Ryan Gosling will be undoubted. You got to... <laughs> First man's a slam dunk. You're not going to think it's worse than... I still got to see it. La La Land may make me rage. I'm going to tell you right now. You're not going to love first man, but Uh, you you won't hate it. It has to just be a man. It just has to be a man. But La La Land... It will make you rage. You think La La Land... Okay, wait. Murray, did La La Land make you rage? No, I loved it. I I also loved La La Land. The point is, I love musicals and you don't. I hate musicals. I like good musicals, though. I hate musicals and I love. I like John Legend. There you go. He's in it for like five minutes, but sure. What what is it sandwiched between? Is there is there a chance for back to back mess for you because of it, or do you have to? No, it, it's. It can be a man, and you're still good. Uh, song to sing is a meh. and if it's a meh, that's too meh. That's right. So it has to be Mondo in order for you to for him to make the list. So it's all on you, Jim. And you're, you're the sitting one, there pinning it on me. And you're the one. I've who, already who, made him on What? And you, you're the one who nominated it. So yeah, hey, I nominated it because I hadn't seen two movies. I wasn't sure what everybody else saw. Based on what you just told me, he's undoubted. Well, I can't. We can't officially Ryan do Gosling it. Ryan Gosling is undoubted. No, he's not. From you and your perspective and Murray's. Yes. I still have to see two movies. Yes, you do. Right. Well, this is an exciting day in film rage history. Sure. Because now I have to see something. Mm. I'm going to give a mesmerize too. Okay. Let's do it. Oh, do you have one before? Let me just check my notes here. No, I got nothing. And we saw him recently, and perhaps someone will do the research. All right. But I'm putting Richard Jenkins forward as mesmerizing. Yeah, done. Sure. Oh, what's the guy that starred in uh, Kala Azar? I put him forward as mesmerizing. Yeah, no, that's a big giant turd (laughs) floating in filth water. He He would would be a rage, and he would never make it. Oh, he was so good. No. Yeah, it was. He was, he was the best. I love that. It movie. made me want to poop in water and then swim in it. <laughs> there was no. I don't even. There know was what a you're giant turd there floating a, in there. There was no turd. There's so in the much water. turd everywhere. You're a turd. I am a turd. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Hey, I know that music. Alrighty, last time on Rager Dare, Bryce opted to pull from our newly created Dare bag, thanks to our friends on social media. This new dare bag, a sweet bag of presents containing only Mondos, or will we find sour rage filled turds? This week, Jim will get a chance to try for another delicious dare or trust in the tried and true rages from the crew. Check in with Bryce and see if he pulled some sweet Mondo candy or if he pulled a giant rage turd. Wow, we've said turd a lot on this episode. Yeah, There's a lot of turds that came about before this happened. Mm. Turd on the mind. Well, Las Lobos the Fox. This, this. <laughs> El Diablo. El Diablo Fox. <laughs> the Devil. Fox. That's a different movie. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Uh, phone Booth. Phone Booth. Back on track. Phone Booth, directed by Joel Schumacher, was not a masterpiece. It was, however, a very entertaining 81 minutes. A young Colin Farrell is on point as a fast-talking Stu Shepard, and Forrest Whitaker can basically do no wrong. Here he plays Captain Raimi. 
The movie moves at a rapid pace to match the fast-talking stew. Best line from the movie happened as a member of the G-String Union was trying to get Stu out of the phone booth and hurt her hand, at which time she said, You just done made me hurt my dick hand. <laughs> Bad move, Stu. You do not want to hurt the dick hand of a member of the G-String Union. <laughs> the G-String Union. I already love this movie. There I were, forgot how good it is. There was lots of entertaining dialogue throughout. It was a tense ride full of high-energy performances from the entire cast. The only thing that stopped this from being a Mondo was the fact that our sniper has been shown killing bad people, and then towards the end, he kills someone that seemed like a good guy. His morality lesson goes up in smoke with that action. So for the inconsistency of our sniper's message, this goes from a Mondo to a high meh, but it was an enjoyable ride nevertheless. I have no idea who nominated this, who put this in the bag, but thank you. I really enjoyed this movie, <laughs> and I enjoyed watching it again. I watched it a lot of years ago, and when I heard that I was watching it again, I was like, you know so what? You that won the a, lottery. That was a good flick, I think. It, and but from, you know, sometimes you know nostalgia takes over, and you remember something that was a lot better than it was. Not in this case. In fact, this might be better than I remembered it. And Dick uh, Hand and G-String Crowd? What? <laughs> the G-String Union. I love it. Yes. So interesting. You, ju you just done made me hurt my dick hand. <laughs> Isn't that a song? You just made me hurt my dick. Hurt my dick. Hurt my dick. But so this is the great thing about this Rager Dare. When it was just us, like, you're, it's going to make us rage if you don't rage over our rage, which that happened before. But this is like, it's so random now. It's like, these are movies that people told us they hated. And they're daring us to see it. I love it. All right. Keep, and I'm not angry that you liked it. Yeah, I'm kind of... Keep, keep them coming. I'm hoping that the person that's that dared us to see this listens to this episode. And they're raging at home. Yeah. Just going, how come, could this idiot come like this terrible me. movie? Come back at me. Yeah. Tell me why I'm wrong. Yeah. Try and, try and convince him. Maybe he'll change his mind. I'm, I'm always wrong. telling him why he's wrong. Yeah, that's true. It's, and yeah, but you're always... Most times you're right. No, it's <laughs> not true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Murray, do you remember seeing this movie? You know not of what you speak. It has Keeper Sutherland, right? It sure does. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I've never been crazy about Colin Farrell, but the fact that it has Kiefer... Kind of starts at an 11 already. Yeah, it makes it a Mondo for me. Yeah, it was, that's a lot, had a lot of intense uh, intensity and action-packed action. Yeah, action-packed action. Plus, action. Plus, it had the G-String Union. The G-String I don't remember that part, but sure. <laughs> Who doesn't love G-String Union? I can't believe so. I forgot about the G-String Union. Yeah. Well, so okay, let's just talk about the rules for the uh, for the uh, Rager Dare for now. The rules are changing a little bit because of this new effect we have, which is getting dared from our listeners. So this is great. We each one of us can't pick individually. Not you can't go two back to back. It's Bryce now has chose Dare. Next time he can choose Rage or Dare, but if he chooses Dare again, he can't pick it again until he's picked a Rage. So you can only do it twice in a row. That's right. All right. And because you probably have taken the only good movie out of the Dare bag, I almost don't want to try it, but because we have so much content in the Dare bag, I'm going to try and go for Dare as well. All right. Hold on here. It's, Where's the Dare bag? It's the one on the bottom. Hold it open. Let All me... Right. 
Oh, I'm so excited. We have people actually that message us to say, you know what, just in case I forget your episode, if you actually play my movie, make sure you DM me so that I know I want to listen to how much you hate these movies or love them. Or in my case, love it. Okay, so this sounds terrible already. It's called Nine Lives. Do you know anything about this? I, Was it cinematic release? Sounds familiar. I think so. Really? What do we know about Nine Lives? It's from 2016. It's from, it's got Kevin Spacey, so it's got to have played in a movie theater. Jennifer Garner. This sounds great. I love Kevin Spacey. I love Jennifer Garner. Robbie Emile, Amel. Cheryl Hines. This sounds awesome. Christopher Walken's in it. He's in everything that's great. And Kelly Ripa's husband. What? I can't wait to see Nine Lives. I'm kind of excited. And it's directed by Barry Sonnefeld. Huh. This sounds like winner, winner, cat food dinner. Sure. Maybe. And, and it's got like five screenwriters. <laughs> oh, God. Five. That's never that's usually that's, that's not, usually the kiss of death. Not the recipe for success. No, that's awful. Okay, did did you read briefly what it's about? No. A stuffy businessman finds himself trapped inside the body of his family's cat. This is like look who's talking now, but with cats oh, instead cats. of people. It seems that way. This Jim. is going to be a rage. I'm sorry, Barry Sonfield. How could you do this? All right, well. Check in next week. Whoever told us to see Nine Lives and see me maybe hate it. I'm just looking at this right now, and I am so glad that you're watching this. <laughs> I am really looking forward to hear what you think. <laughs> and none of us have seen this, I don't think, either. No. It's awful. Well, uh, thanks, everyone. Thanks for taking us journey on our journey to Sifville this last week, which was a blast for us. We're going to go back to some regular content and we'll talk. We won't tell you what we're seeing this week because we still don't know yet. But check us next week where you're going to hear all kinds of great things. Well, thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to the Extended Film Rage crew of Leonard Conlon for his artistic vision and photography via Leonard Conlon Photography. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Bramble, and Spotify. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. And check out our website at filmrageyyc.com. We're always wanting your feedback to make this a raging blast for all listeners. So please comment often and please make us rage. Please, please make sure to follow all the horror 18 on Instagram and Twitter, as well as check out scaresthatcare.org. That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on. <laughs>